Welcome listeners to episode 38 of the Running Guide podcast, where I aim to provide informative content and interviews with elite athletes and health professionals from around the world, like in today's episode, where I'm chatting to a runner out of Mossman, Sydney, who in the last six months ran exceptional PBs in the 10,000 metre and the half marathon before succumbing to injury. He's rolling again and rebuilding for an assault on the Aussie singlets up for grabs in 2022. Welcome to the Running Guide podcast, Ed Goddard. How you going, Ed? Thanks very much. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very good. Fantastic. Had a good day. So good way to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. What have you been up to? Uh, this morning I went for a run. I did 75 minutes. Okay. Um, around Moss on the bush track, yep. which was good. Yeah. Um, try to keep soft surface for the most part. Just coming back from um from injury, and then went down to the beach. Took the dog for a walk down there with the girlfriend and um, stole a other friend's dog. To, took the two of them down, went for a swim, yep. got some lunch, went for a bike ride, um, coached um, a local girl in year six. Okay. She's got her cross on Friday. Yeah, I've seen yeah. Instagram videos, mate. You like to uh, somersault off wharfs, mate. You like, <laughs> you like getting wet, mate. <laughs> yeah, I do. I <laughs> swim twice a day. Yeah, Every right. day. yeah, it's it's usually um, runners don't usually uh, float that well. They normally look like drowning rats. You must be one of the rare ones who can actually keep afloat. I guess I'm in cycling too, so yeah, I have to pass on sometime. And there you go, definitely, mate, definitely. Um, yeah, I grew up on the northern beaches. We used to do um stuff around there. I know Balmoral way um pretty well actually. At Friday nights we used to do swim runs. Um, yeah, but yeah, they're always a pretty strong Balmoral triathlon club. Yeah, I mean anywhere on the coast in Sydney. Yeah, you put for choice so it's it'd be rude not to make the most of it so it must be feeling pretty good to start putting some decent weeks together again yeah been um working with brad beer yeah um, okay uh, up at pogo physio yep um he's doing my return to run so it's been good um being in the gym at 4d in the city um on the alter g and at vision in mossman for my cross training uh, as well as on the bike but it's nice to actually run initially three days a week and then four five six this week um still using that rest day but we're getting we're getting back to normality i'm going to break that down further when when the injury actually happened and uh how you've navigated through it i just want to run through uh run through your pbs first mate and we'll chat about those anything you can remember mate just uh fire away mate and we'll talk about them so starting with your uh, 800 meters, um, obviously you're a Sydney boy. Have you always you always been in Mossman? Have you born and bred yeah, there? Yeah, Mossman, same house. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and you're still pretty. You're what are you only? You're 23. Uh, yeah, 23. Just to give the listeners uh, some bit of reference there. So yeah, 800 meters. You ran a 157.61 up there in Sydney yeah. in October 2016. I remember I raced Josh Phillips. He beat me by about half a half a second. But 800 wasn't my um my blue ribbon event. I was a bit but held my own one of those things i guess you work through the distances um, as much speed as you can yeah early on because um, you don't have to try and work on that later on if you've if you've already got it but yeah no so 800 did a bit in school but really focusing the longer stuff after that okay so you actually started running at school as as, as a kid you didn't come up through little a's or anything like that or had it all no, uh no little a's i um i started running in year six the school cross-country team for the first time and i really enjoyed that i think my first big thrill was i did the um sydney blackmores running festival i did the fun run and just running at the front of the field i think i came eighth but running at the front of the field out of thousands of people i was like what is this sport like? Yeah, okay. Just real, like you just get that buzz from it. You can't get anywhere else. So that's that was that the five or the ten or what distance you mean? I think it's five k. So so cross country, you're like running up the front. You were showing a bit of ability there. Uh, I was. I mean, I only made nationals for the first time in year eleven. I came twenty third in the three k. Then I came eighth at cross nationals later that year, and second in the five k at nationals the year after. So yeah, okay. Started hit my stride then but yeah i was took a few years of there thereabouts before before it all clicked yeah were you doing any other sports uh, i played cricket until i finished school okay yep so that was my that was my other my other love growing up yeah what any like batter bowler or just all around or did a lot i'd like to think of myself as an open bowler mm. but i um 
I mean, I played rep cricket in up until it finished in under-16s. And then I played Green Shield as a bowler, but I was keeping in wicket in rep cricket as well. So okay. kind of a bit of everything. Long days. Parents up there sitting around with a picnic basket or they just drop you off and sure. do the run? I think the family has to commit to <laughs> But it's a good sport. I wouldn't wouldn't change it. Yeah, I always steered my kids away from it. Yeah, I just yeah. <laughs> in and out like that, that soccer and touch football and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Sort of in and out an hour and a half. Yeah, no, that's good. Right, yeah, let's move on to fifteen hundred. Uh, fifteen hundred meter, three fifty six, fifty seven, thirty uh, first yeah. of March, um, two thousand seventeen. Uh, I think that was actually at nationals. Yeah, I mean, same as the eight hundred. I guess I stuck with the fifteen a little bit longer, but. Mm. That's actually the last 1500 I've ever run. I remember finishing that race and saying to my coach at the time that I'd love to do a half marathon. And I guess that was kind of changing of the guard. I was sort of focused on the longer stuff from there on out. So were you training on a track at that stage or like where were you actually running around just like the Mossman Oval or? Uh, back, oh, that would have been, yeah, 2017. I was training with Nick Bromley. Yep. Um, track club, which was we had a really good group. It started out uh, Charlie Hunter, Jack Stapleton, and myself. Uh, then we got Kevin Bat back from overseas, uh, Josh Phillips and Kieran Tall, and so the group built from there. But we had a really strong group, which I think was pretty key to my development because um, you've always got to surround yourself with people you admire and people you're willing to work hard with and, yep. and for. Yep. Um, and so I really cherished yeah, training. Yeah. So that that was in combo with, with Nick Bido as well, wasn't it? Yeah, we yeah. we um, did a fair bit with them. Um, went to Falls. Um, I raced overseas once and stayed in, in London um, at his place. So, yeah, worked, worked in with him a bit, which was a good experience. I mean, he's coached lots of our top guys, so I guess anything he says is worth listening to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you can open a lot of doors, that's for sure. So, um, yeah, good good connection. All right, 3,000 metres, 8.13.54, November 16. So I was pretty happy with um, yeah. with that one. My first state open medal. Yeah, okay. I came third in that race. Who was in front of you? It was, uh, who was it? It was Adrian Plummer, and I think Jai Edwards was one spot ahead of me. Okay. So, yeah, it was... That was a good race. I um I was yeah pretty happy with that one. That was my first breakthrough in quotation marks, I guess. I was um yeah working hard all winter, and I think all that work paid dividends in that race. So is Joy around your age, or is he a bit younger than you? Uh, a year younger than me. Yeah. And so I've racing him uh, quite a lot, which is good. We've um got a holiday house near near him as well on the south coast, so we've run all around the place together. All right, 5,000 metres, uh, January 2018 in Glendale, 14.07.24. Yeah, 5K, I guess, is probably the first of the event. I've sort of got a bit of unfinished business with. Okay. And I raced that 2018. Um, haven't really raced many 5Ks outdoors since then with my stint in America. I raced around 14 flat indoors and then came home to Australia mid-season because of COVID. Yeah. Um, and so I did a time trial, like, very unofficially, broke 14 minutes. But obviously, I have to go and do it officially. Sure. So you'll have to watch that space. Zatapak, it was a big night this year, 26th of Jan, Australia Day. Finishing fourth, 28-23-9-4. That's an exceptional yeah. time. That was a... That was a good one. I was pretty proud of. Yeah. Um, I guess the race itself went out um, very fast through 5K. Um, then Brett made a move, took Jack with him, ran with Dave until the last lap, and then Dave almost caught Jack, but Brett, Brett was too good for everyone. It was a really fun race, though. Like, I guess running with those guys you look up to um, and you've trained with, it's... It's a pretty special feeling, sort of rolling around the front with them, feeling like you sort of get that place of belonging. Makes you want to go back and do it more. Yeah, for sure. How many times have you done the 10 down there? A couple of times? That effect three times. Yeah, okay. So I raced around 29.04 in 2017. I ran a minute and 20 seconds slower the next year. I had low iron and then ran two minutes faster than that this year. Been up and down, but yeah. it's always a very good event. And you would have been running a shorter distance when you were younger? Yeah, I raced the 3K there twice as well. Yeah. Yep. I came third in 2016 okay. behind Ramsden and Jai Edwards. That's a very good event. I guess any junior athlete, I think that's on everyone's radar to do that first experience of, I guess, professional racing. 
All right, mate, let's move to the 5K on the road here. Not too sure, June 2015 in Sydney, but they got you down there for 14.45. What yeah. race was that one? The local 5K, okay. Mini Moss. Yeah, that was a fun event, I guess. I've grown up racing the 5K there and yeah. now the 10K. Um, but, yeah, I love I love that race. goes past my house, so yeah, right. always do my best. Yeah. So that's still going. I used to, we used to head up there back in the early 90s and do the Mossman 10K. Is that, that fun run yeah. still going, is it? Still going. It's, um, it's they're working on a date for this year. Last year was virtual, um, Annabelle and myself, men and women's. But, yeah, I think the date should be August sometime, so be on the calendar. Yeah, it's pretty lumpy. There's not too many flat areas up around that area. Not much, but it gets you strong. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about your uh, little um, journey over in the States, so we don't go into yeah. too much, but they've got your uh, yeah, 10K on the road here, your um, PB2931 in New York, November 2019. Yeah. I was up in um, Buffalo, okay. so it was a cross-country race. Yeah, okay. And the day before, there was so much snow on the course that they had to run it on the road, yeah. which, was, which was cool. Usually, like, you, you're used to racing big groups on the road, but racing 300 college students yeah. where everyone's pretty, pretty high level is a very different experience. The sort of front pack of 50, 60 people, and, yeah, it's, it's carnage. But that was fun. I raced, I raced okay. Always got to take a PB, but, um, yeah, it was still getting used to racing in the cold all right your half marathon this is another exceptional race mate down there in lawney uh yeah. december 62 62 16 mate that's uh yeah. 62 is a pretty good number um i was actually just comparing um comparing uh your sort of times and yeah, there's so many guys that around the 62 and they tend to yeah. run around the the sort of 28 15 to 28 30 for the 10 so you're sort of um yeah amongst some um pretty big elites there yeah that was a big race, wasn't it? That was a great race. Yeah, I was very happy with that. I yeah. guess that being my only half marathon um, of the year, that I had to make sure I prepared myself well. Did a lot of big workouts leading into that. My first real full preparation for a half marathon distance. But yeah, like like the 10K running up the front end of a, of a field always, always gives you a thrill. But I guess the half as well, you get to enjoy it a bit more because... With the 10, you're pretty pretty gassed early on, whereas the half, it's sort of key to remain comfortable sure. until 15, 16K. So it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, I wish I back down there this year. I have to wait till next year. Hopefully, I'll race Gold Coast half, getting back to workouts in, over the next few weeks. But we'll see if I can if I can get fit enough. But if not, we'll look at what's what's rest on the calendar. Now, um, you you run fairly often with Tom DeCano, so it would have been a bit more comfortable having him out there to run with during the lawny or. Good. We um we do a lot of training together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah did did all our prep together. All our Saturday workouts, we um around Centennial Park, Ben St. Lawrence, Kieran Tall, a lot of stuff like five by three k or sort of six by a mile, uh, long thresholds, hill hilly tempos, that kind of work. So it, yeah, it is it is comforting having guys in the race with you who you train with because you're used to working hard with them and you know their limit and they know yours, so you can sort of gauge yourself. But yeah, no, it was, it was good running with him. He didn't take too much wind early on. He managed to come over the top end. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, it, it was it was great to watch. Look, I'm looking through some of your results here. Obviously, you know, when you were just leaving school and that, um, you were doing a lot of um, all schools competitions, getting some good results there, uni games and that. Yeah. I see you. Um, you got over to Switzerland for the uh, for the World Junior Cross Country. Yeah. Yep. Finishing eighth there, first Aussie home. Was that your first Aussie singlet or? That was my first Aussie singlet. It yeah. was. Um. I mean, I guess that's almost one of the best parts about running is where you can do it around the world. Um, racing in Switzerland, like just one of those cool experiences you'll hold forever. Um, it was a good race. There was a lot of strong Japanese runners. Um, and sort of North Africans. Yeah, no, really enjoyed that. Yeah, I saw I saw your eighth, but sixth and seventh were, were pretty close in front of you. Um, were you with yeah. them in the closing stages? Got out kicked by a guy who's run 3.37, so... Yeah, okay. Bills <laughs> to go with him. But it's funny, I guess, one of the other things with running is the connections you make. The guy placed uh, one or two ahead of me. He was a Japanese guy who, the year later when I went over and raced in Japan, actually saw him again at the baseball of all places. He runs and did some training together over there and 
Yeah, so it's it's funny how the people you meet and the you never know when it's going to help you in the long run. What about the other Aussies that would have been on the team? Did you um you know get to meet them for the first time, or you already knew most? Uh, well, I knew um I guess my best mates on the team was Joe Burgess, who I grew up with, and uh, Louis McAfee. But I met Tim Vincent over in Switzerland as well, and we're good mates. We are both big football fans. Okay. So, yeah, he's a Liverpool fan, and I'm a Chelsea fan. So. Oh, okay. He's going to say what code? <laughs> I thought you were talking about, you know, Australian football, but yeah, you're talking European okay. football. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, right. Wow. So yeah, they're in the um, obviously, as you know, in the in the final against uh, Man City. What in the next yeah. next week or so is it? Yeah, it's um tomorrow morning. Oh wow. You, you're going to be yeah. trying. Watch that. Can you get a, a stream off something or? Yeah, 5 a.m. I'll drag Annabelle out of bed. <laughs> hold hold off Man City. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously they're going for the double. Chelsea, they, they knocked out Real Madrid, didn't they? Yeah, they've been um they've been really good this year. Yeah, okay. I guess with football as well, it's a bit harder to predict than some other sports, but never know what's going to happen. But so you play cricket, but you didn't play soccer, or, or you did? What's the I, love with soccer? I did. I just um. I didn't play it for that long, but yep. my, a lot of family in England okay. and growing up supporting Chelsea. But I follow a wide variety of sports, from um, rugby league to definitely baseball, football, yep. AFL, sort of the works, yep. rugby union. Do you follow the Swannies or? Uh, the Brisbane Lions, actually. <laughs> oh, there you go. Jeez. See, I mean, you even look a bit like Warwick Cafe. You know who that guy is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not too young to know who he is. you got the long, long locks like yourself, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Swanee myself, mate. Grew up there, as as we spoke before. That that year when you made the the World Cross Country. So this is um 2000 and what are we looking at here? That was 2018. Now that's the same year you got you got you ran a 64 on the Gold Coast, isn't it? You got finished third yeah. for the half. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. good year. And third yeah. at the um Australian Cross Country titles up there in Maloney. Yeah, that was a, probably the hilliest course of a race. Though. Yeah, okay. I, I was actually watching. I don't know if you've seen them, but yeah, there's there's always something on YouTube and it had had that race on it, so you get a rough idea of, of the course. But it's pretty much over a golf course, wasn't it? It was. It was. Um, it was pretty up and down, but yeah. I guess that's the joy of cross country, you get to race on things which you wouldn't typically do. So it's enjoyable when they throw in a course like that, where it's challenging on other levels. And, and you got second the year before that behind Andy Buchanan again as well. Yeah, yeah I've been a second, third, third the last few years. Always on the po- always the bridesmaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't been able to pick up a qualify for world. Uh, for world cross. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully next year. That's that's the goal. Whether that will be another thing, but yeah, well, yeah, March in Bathurst. Uh, I really can't see the world being ready to to land in Sydney just yet. So we'll watch this space. But I guess that's the thing for all runners at the moment. You just got to prepare for best case scenario, and there'll be other things along the way you can do, and it's always worthwhile. All right. So the following year, you um. You made the team for the um the inaugural half marathon over there in Cardiff. That was a good year. I mean, a good year, but obviously a good race for uh, for yourself and also uh, Jack had a killer. Yeah, sixty one oh one. It was uh it was unbelievable. Yeah, and he really he really took it to them. Yeah, he did. I mean, we we were roommates over there, and we were in London before then. Yep. So it was kind of cool to see all the lead up for both of us. And um, I guess he's two years older than me, so I look up to him a lot. Is I guess a lot of people sort of like. I don't know. When you're younger, you look up to people sort of already at the um, upper echelon, but I always found it was helpful sort of looking up to people sort of um, in just ahead of you because yeah, okay. you can see what they do, which makes them better than yourself, and, and then you can sort of work hard at that stuff, and, and yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense, you know. Look up to someone who's sort of nearly in reach, so it nearly feels like it's achievable for you rather than so, look, looking at someone who's 10 minutes down the road. Yeah, I guess that's the thing with running it's um, it's one of those sports where you do want to just keep ticking off. You don't want to feel like you're not achieving anything because there's so many different distances and events you can race. It's always worth finding things that suit you and um, progressing wherever you can. So what was that experience like over there in Cardiff? It would have been pretty good. It was cool. It was um, it was a good course. Uh, I pulled my um, glute about 16 k's in, so oh, okay. the last four or five k's was a bit rough. But yeah, yeah. Um, the- Race was fun and um, just yeah that experience of racing for Australia is always always super valuable and exciting. Were you having issues with the glute before the race or not? I was. I sort of burst it through for a few weeks. I mean honestly, like a few days before, like I wasn't even sure if I was going to run. <laughs> like I don't know. I thought like 66 minutes would have been good, like two days out. But I sort of I don't know managed to 
managed to pull it all together. So um, did, you, did you actually go at a pace that you would have if you didn't have the glute issue and, and hope for the best, or did you actually make some adjustments? I mean, I remember I did uh, a workout three days, four days before. We did a 2.8K threshold and 4 by a K, and I was running like three minutes to three tens for my Ks feeling terrible and i was just like this is gonna be a grim race if i I can't do something but i guess that's the thing you always just got to trust in yourself and um it's not it's not that common to go into a race with everything being perfect so you've always got to take the positives out of it and see what you can do yeah definitely so did you have a bit of a camp over there before i went to singapore um stayed a few nights then went to england and trained with jack in in bushy park in tennington mainly which was cool now, this um, 2019, um, we might be um, starting to uh, get on the side of you heading off to the US, but I see there's a half marathon in, uh, in Napoli in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, in July. That was, what's, that, what's that one about? That was World University Games. Oh, okay. Um, which was cool. I came fourth over there. Yeah, 100% humidity, 30 degrees. But I guess, I don't know, running in Sydney in summer's similar to that so i was happy to embrace it and i let it out led for about 54 minutes and then the japanese guys took off but managed to run away from everyone else yeah okay. the Chinese guys got dq'd as well so it's always helpful um dq'd for what uh they were um i don't know had outsider systems on the course oh okay right yeah <laughs> yeah fair enough jumped on a skateboard or something <laughs> <laughs> what other Aussies were, were over there with you um Spent a lot of time with Matt Clark. We um, were roommates, Lock and Cook, Bree, Alada. We actually hired a speedboat with, with our group the next two days, which was which was fun. Yeah. I, yeah, same as same as racing in Switzerland or anywhere else. Like, yeah. the travel you get to do is pretty cool, especially being over there for an event. So it's always, yeah. always good to see cities you might not usually go to. All right, um, let's talk about your little trip to the U.S., yeah, I, I don't know a lot about it, so you can talk me through it, but it seemed to be somewhere around 2019 into 2020, I think it was in New York. So how did that all come about? What was the decision to go through the college system? And um, yeah, how did you find that experience? Uh, I guess the decision really, I was chatting to a few people about it. I got messaged by colleges most of 2017 and 2018, and I sort of just turned a blind eye to it. But I got a message from um, the head coach, Joe Pianta at Iona, um, and I got that message at a time when I was starting to consider it um, properly. And then I remember chatting to Luke Matthews and him telling me that he wishes he'd gone overseas. And it's one of those things you can't do when you're 23, 24. So you might as well, if you have the chance and you're interested in it, seeing how it goes. And so I did. Went over to Iona in New York. I visited Oregon and Portland, which I, I both, I like both of those unis. I just liked the fact of being in New York. I thought I'd struggle living in a in a rural town in America. Yeah, traded Sydney for New York and went over for a year. So when you say New York, it's not New York City, New York State, or uh, New York City. We're about twenty five minutes out of Manhattan on the train. Okay, gotcha. And what were you actually studying over there? I uh, just um, completed my masters of sports communication. Okay, and, me- and so. My coach chose my degree for me. He said, Ed, this is the easiest one we have here. Most of our sportsmen do it. I had an undergrad um, from UTS in property economics, and so I thought I'd do a bit of a more enjoyable, fun degree, learn a lot of cool things. Were there any other Aussies over there or had been to that university in the last like, uh, decade? Or? Yeah, Heidi C has been over there and a guy called Chart Miller. But there's a younger guy called Matt Rankin, and a girl, younger girl from Perth called Gabby Toff. Um, they're over there at the moment. So okay. there's a little um, cohort there, which is cool. Racing um, racing with guys from England and uh, Ireland and Canada and all over the place. So And you were doing track and cross country? Or? Yeah, track and cross country. Yeah. Although I didn't, get to, I didn't get to race any outdoor track when I was over there just with COVID. The season got cold uh, the week before it started, so... None of that came back to Australia. But potentially I could go back over at the end of the year, sort of weighing up options. So what, what was the time window that you were over there? Sort of mid-2019 until mid-2020. Okay, right, yeah. So you are there for around a year. Made it through a and, New York winter. Yeah, it was pretty cold. 
What about the marathon? Did you get to see that run through, or was that not on because of COVID? It wouldn't have been, yeah. It was 2019 it was on. Okay. Um, but we were training sort of up, upstate a little bit that day um, for a long run, and so missed missed that. But actually, when Riley Wolf was over there shooting something else, he came and watched me race uh, indoor track, so it was kind of cool. And how'd you find the whole the whole um, experience? Is it, it was fun. Pretty much what, what you thought it'd be, or was there any sort of big surprises? I mean, I guess the unanswered question for me would be sort of the outdoor track season. I would have loved to have done that because I guess yeah. that's the one thing everyone sort of raves about is sort of those races and those meets they get to go and do. Um, but I'd, I'd definitely recommend it to anyone for that sort of step in their running career. It's a big yeah. pond over there, isn't it? So I guess it comes down to, I mean, yeah, how you handle it, whether you thrive uh, on it or... For those, um, if you're going for an extended period of time, you do have to be prepared to uh, face periods of, I guess, uncertainty and, and hardship, yeah. whether it be injury or just being away for so long. But um, I see a lot of those guys who went over first year out of school their sort of third or fourth year and now starting to run well after a few years. So it is that sort of long-term investment, but I feel like it, it does pay off if you if you do the right thing. Mate, let's um let's talk about this injury. When when did it come on? Basically, I was after Zadapec. Uh, we had a short window to the marathon um, at Homebush. There was a lot of speculation of whether it would be a trial race or a, or just a fast marathon. Um, but I sort of agreed with Tom Decano that we'd both have a, a shot at it and see if we could make the Australian team for, for Tokyo. Um, it was about three or four weeks into training and I sort of got a pretty swollen knee, I think, from off the back of a long run. And yeah. So what month is this? That's, oh, this was um, late February, early March. Um, but yeah, had had this knee issue. I ran through that, which I shouldn't have, because I guess when you run with a limp, you just load up parts of your body, mm. which haven't worked properly. And I put must have put a lot of stress on my heel in a short uh, time frame, because that, that was on the Tuesday. Um, on the Saturday, did a workout, uh, hilly tempo. I was focused on my knee till about the last minute, where I just felt something most pop in my um in my foot, and just yeah, struggled to run the next day. Did 30 minutes. Um, ran the next two days, but it wasn't getting any better. So I took a few days off and I saw a few physios, ended up getting an MRI, but even ran 160Ks the week of, um, the week leading up to the MRI and then three centimeter by three centimeter crack in my calcaneum. Tom DeCano said I must have a high pain threshold because <laughs> I thought it was getting better, but obviously it was broken in half. Obviously no surgery for that. It's just what, moon boot or... Uh, yeah, I was in the boot for about four and a half weeks, maybe five weeks, and then was able to get out of that. And at six weeks, I was, had my first run on the Alter-G, which was a very nice feeling to be back. Because I guess that thing with injury is, I mean, I think a lot of people struggle with what to do with yourself, like whether you sort of take it as a full down period um, or or whatever. But I um, I got pretty into my cycling. I thought that if there was any chance of me getting to the start line at Penrith yep. in the map or soon after, I'd have to stay pretty fit. So yep. good, um, up to 500k a week. Um, and I was, I was really enjoying that and I still am doing quite a bit of it. Um, and I was like, far out, like enjoy this, like near as much as I do with my running. And then I just remember first run back, just big smile on my face being like remembering how much I love that feeling of running and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I missed it. So you're doing the K's, K's on, on the road bike? Uh, on a gravel bike mainly um, okay. or at the trainer in the gym. I guess it's funny because, like, when you – there's no blueprint of what to do with injury rehab and um, staying fit, I guess, because every injury is different um, and everyone's different sort of what they want to do. But I know Annabelle, last year when she had an injury, she was – she loved the elliptical at the gym, whereas I struggle a lot on that. So I guess it's about finding what form of exercise you're happy to with. And 
and running with that. Yep. Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, you don't have to be exactly specific with with the knee, but I guess you just really want to maintain your fitness, don't you? And there's a lot of ways you can go around doing that, and your males will do it in a way that you actually enjoy it. You know, you don't want it to be a grind where you actually hate it. I mean, that's just not yeah. going to work. So. And and I guess. I guess at least with cycling as well. Like, there's such a big community out there, yeah. probably all bigger than the running community. It was sort of cool. I sort of immersed myself in that. Did a few uh, big bike workouts and and stuff. Rode with some triathletes and um, some pro cyclists, which was cool. I don't know, feel confident that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. So you, you mentioned before you're working with Brad Beer up there, Pogo Fizzy yeah. on the Gold Coast. Um, yeah. Obviously, a pretty smart guy. So what was the return to run? Was it like, how did you first start loading up? Was it walk, run? Was it just jogging well, on the on the um, Ultra G? Or well, I said to him, um, I was like, "Hey, Brad, like I'm one of those guys that like I'd rather instead of doing like ten by minute, I'd rather run for ten minutes, or I'd rather run for eight minutes than doing like ten minute walk, uh, one minute on, one minute off." He was like, "I'll definitely take that on board." But our first week was. Uh, three minutes run and two minutes walk um, just to give that heal that recovery time and then we progressed to some overground running um, started off 25 minutes 30 minutes and then um, got out of the walk runs and mm. got into yeah 30 40 50 60 70 plus weeks sort of and what, what about shoes were you using like a more cushioned shoe or not really or? Uh, i mean running in the um asics glide ride okay um, I think it's probably my favorite jogger. And I've been running in the Nike Invincible as well, which is pretty plush. Um, I guess they're both pretty good shoes. It's funny, um, the glide ride being a shoe with a plate and doing a lot of work in, in plates. I, I guess it's it's nice being in a shoe like the Invincible where you feel like you can get a bit more work out of your forefoot as well, just because I think it's always easy to choose the shoe that makes you feel fastest for every run but i think it's good to uh, mix them up and get different things out of out of your body because i know if you have a plate like you you have different um effect on your calves and your hamstrings and your quads uh compared to a shoe a shoe without one and did you actually have any discomfort when you first started or um, through that hill the first discomfort was i guess the fact i was in a boot for so long yeah sort of Using my foot in that um, in that running motion, my forefoot just got a bit tight. But I've been mean, no heel discomfort. I've been I've got a few tests I can do um, every morning to see if there is any pain, but hasn't been any so far. So yeah. So so how's how's this week looked? Like how often uh, are you running now? For six week. Um, I mean six runs a week. Okay. Yeah. On the Alter G at um at four D. Which is good. I I enjoy it. I feel like. What percentage of um weight are you running at? Uh, Eighty-five. Okay. Yeah. How how much did you take off originally? Uh, I was on sixty-five. Yeah. yeah. My first. Feels weird at sixty-five, doesn't it? Feels like you're floating. Because <laughs> the balls are pretty tight, hug as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I chucked the incline on as well, stronger. So I put it on for two to two to four percent, somewhere around there, gets the heart rate up. But yeah, still sitting around four. 15 for 10 per k so you're working with brad um is there any other health professionals that you're actually working with i love working with brad i mean he's pretty busy at the moment with he's actually racing the cans um cans oh, iron man yeah next and yeah um so he tells me what i need to hear yep. and yep. we have checkups and then i think we're both confident that we're doing the right thing and so we'll just check in a yep. few times a week um I see Ken uh, Rauper for massage. I've seen him since I was 12. Yep. Uh, in Kirribilli. Um, and I see 4D, who's my gym, and they've got a few sports physios and, yeah, in yeah. there. So, That's um, up at Mossman or something, is it? Or It's in the city. Okay, um, yeah. I've got one in uh, Ride as well okay. called Spec Healthcare. So they've, they've been so good with with my return to running and stuff and, uh, letting me use the Ultra G, and I guess they were the guys I um, ordered ordered my scan through as well. So they sort of were there at the at the initial stop. But yeah, they've been they've been really good. I see Tom DeCanto for podiatry, um, yeah. and I go to Vision Gym in Mossman as well. Yeah, so 
big network, but I guess that's the best way to do it. So you've, you've just been studying, are you doing work at the moment or? Just finished my degree last week. Yep. Um, so I had to make a thesis documentary for that. But yeah, now I have finally completed it, which is which is good because I don't know, waking up early and doing gym, I mean, doing uni remotely from America was a bit, was a bit grim. So yeah. it's through that before you got injured you obviously were pretty keen to step up to the marathon um was that was that something that you were going to focus on solely or was this just something you were going to still play around with the shorter distances because obviously next year there's um there's a lot going on um very much going on next year yeah and you're probably still at that age and ability where you can still you know still got growth in those shorter distances so what's your sort of uh, mindset what's yeah how are you thinking with that i'm sort of hoping to race predominantly across sort of 10k to the marathon yep um but a marathon's always appealed to me as the pinnacle of distance running i admire those guys who can work hard and run fast times where they've got to push their bodies for two hours and 10 minutes or whatever it may be yep uh, and so i've always i've always looked for that and i guess now i'm at the age where i can feel like i'm in good shape to do so I'm happy to go to it at a young age with confidence that I can still run um, the shorter distances as well. But I guess there's so much, um, there's so many different training methods and um, and new philosophies coming out with running. I think it is that time where people can hop across distances a lot more than maybe their training allowed in the in the 80s or 90s. Um, I guess. I'm thinking, and you can tell me otherwise. Like, would you not want to be happy that you've sort of reached your full potential in the ten and a half, and basically moved the marathon too early, or are you confident that you can sort of still do that? I'm pretty confident I can still do it, and also I guess I am happy to I guess make that sacrifice. But yeah, I mean the ultimate goal is to run as fast as I can in the marathon. Like I'd love to finish my career with the Australian record or or a fast marathon time. Yep. Um, and so that is that is my goal. So I'm, yeah, start that journey early. Possibly a marathon this year. Yeah, I think um, the main thing at the moment is just getting my foot right. And then I guess there's a lot of uncertainty with travel and where where you can race. So I yeah. think obviously I'm, the goal is to run the marathon at um, one of the majors next year. And so I probably will have to travel at some time with the whole knowing there's the hotel quarantine. Um, a lot of those things up for on offer, but um, yeah, I'll make I'll make that that step if I need to. But yeah, I think ideally, running a marathon over December, January, later this year or next year would be the be the goal for sure. With the ultimate goal to pick up a singlet for one of those majors for sure. As as I've discussed, and and as you would know, there might be a few extra singlets floating around due to the uh, the time frame of those. Uh, yeah. Of the worlds um, and and the com games, yeah. There's, there's yeah, not... and I guess there's also world, um, yeah, world cross, mm. world uni games. I think there's even world uni cross country next year. So yeah, yeah, six teams or something on yeah. on offer. So it's a big, big year potentially. So I just want to make sure I get through this year in good shape and good health. And I've um I've also been working with Jess Rothwell from uh, the VIS. She, uh, with my, as my dietitian as well. So trying to get the body fully healthy to absorb the training, because I guess it's so easy to overlook the, the little things and just sort of mm. when things are going well, just roll with that and sort of yeah. If you haven't faced any hardship, it's easy to think that um, everything's fine. Where I guess there's these steps to put into practice. So your body's stronger and, and healthier to deal with all potential issues. And do you, do you eat everything? Like, is there anything that you don't eat? No, I, no. I, I eat anything, okay. uh, I mean, within reason. So you mentioned earlier that you got the low iron. Um, yeah. Yep. How, how low was that? It was in the teens. Yep. My fer- ferritin, yep. And, yeah, got an iron infusion, which was very beneficial. I guess bringing it up naturally such a long process. I tried that for a few months and it, it sort of wouldn't bite as much as I'd wished. And so saw a good sports doctor, Peter Fuller, down in, in Melbourne, and he sorted that out for me, which was good. Got the iron infusion, was able to race a few 
weeks, months, whatever after that. The high standard cells. Yeah, very happy I got that. Does it make you feel a bit sick when you when you get that infusion, or you don't notice any uh, difference? I only had one day where I like almost like collapsed on a run. I just it was like maybe half a week or so later, and I was doing mm. like a I think sixty minute run, and I just had the worst headache and and just felt super nauseous. But I mean, apart from that, I was pretty pretty happy. I um I flew to America like a week and a half after and did a workout in my layover in New Zealand's <laughs> A-reps in the airport. So, I mean, outside the airport. I had no problems there, so. Have you looked at your bloods recently? I'm checked pretty regularly just to stay on top of things, um, get hormones and everything tested, which, I mean, looking at the injury, I took a lot of benefits and positives from it because um, I, I was overlooking things like uh, nutrition, um, hormones, things like that, whereas when I got them tested and, had some things which are pretty low. I've been able to work on them now. So hopefully when I do get back to racing, I'll be healthier um, and my body will be able to handle more things than before. Look, you recently put together a, um, a YouTube video, mate. <laughs> yeah. The other day. yeah, with some talented colleagues. It's pretty professional. Um, well done to everyone Thanks. who's involved in that. I'll whack a link in the show notes for the listeners. Titled Why I Run. Definitely yeah. worth 20 minutes of, of watching. And what was that all about? It was that I mean, you mentioned before, you know, you're doing was it communications sport or yeah. yeah, yeah. And you said you did a thesis. Did that have anything to do with this movie or? Yeah, that was my thesis. But I um I was chatting to Otto, who uh, filmed it and everything for and a long period before then about um, doing something like it. Just because I guess it's good to share your story and your experiences with other people and. I got so much out of the last few years with running myself. I sort of want to share that with other people because I feel like a lot of people um, enjoy running and get a lot out of it. But I think it can be quite a lonely sport at times um, and a time of sort of uncertainty. And so it's I was, I was happy to share what I'd been through and I guess didn't initially set out with a, a time frame, but I was thinking it'd be about sort of 10, 12 minutes. But uh, I guess once I got telling my story and explaining things i think it's worth a 19 yeah. minute watch no look it's good and i think i think we need more of it um running needs is uh more of that type of stuff uh runners telling the story guys with a bit of swagger or or girls or whatever it might be but just more exposure and um yeah yeah i reckon yeah thumbs up mate i reckon it's fantastic Appreciate really, really it. yeah i was watching yeah. some of your other videos too there mate you know the youtube channel i think it's just ed goddard isn't it it is yeah 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 yeah, and they're they're really well done. So who, who's who's behind or, or, or the filming and the production? Is that is that is that mainly you? Is it or most of them are uh, mainly me? But I've been working with Otto, who's a runner as well. He does a lot of um, cinematography work on Netflix shows and okay. documentaries. But he's he's pretty top of the game with all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the gears, high end type stuff, rather than just an iPhone. Yeah. Although some some of it. Quite a lot of it actually was filmed on on an iPhone. Yep, now they are getting better. What's up, Annabelle? <laughs> <laughs> I got <I'm> so bored. <laughs> Come on, the movie starts in five minutes. <laughs> I was trying to do uni work. <laughs> yeah, well, what's stopping you? Ed's voice. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess the other thing with content as well, we've been launching our brand Swim Club. Um, yeah, what is this so Swim Club? Tell me about this. Well, basically, it started out when in quarantine, when there was all the restrictions and um, small amounts of people you could actually run with, we started a five-people track club. It was Kieran Tall, Josh Phillips, myself, Max Mann, and Joe Burgess. Ed Trippers came back from overseas, and and also Annabelle's pointing fingers at me and herself because she thinks of herself as one of the founding members. <laughs> Yes, we um, sort of started it out uh, for ourselves, I guess, as sort of a, our running group in in Australia. But I haven't um, seen any swimming though yet. Oh, what's with the well, swim? The swimming's the beach. Yeah, right. Um, it also started because Annabelle has a bikini with the word "swim club" written on the on the bum of it. That's where the name came from. Um, but I, I guess we started sort of for ourselves and for our training needs. But we're looking to expand it to to other people just because we get so much out of the running community and each other and yep. uh, supporting one another. We feel that there is that sort of gap in the running community where 
a lot of people feel like they're doing it on their own or doing it without much much guidance we're sort of hoping we can be a bit of a social group a bit of a an outlet for people that they can feel part something and run for us honestly like we're happy to help anyone and that's kind of our goal is to sort of build a network of runners around sydney and australia and who knows yeah, that sounds good. Good. I mean, you know, there's obviously a few, as you know, doing that, and um, obviously Izzy and Riley are doing that over there in South Australia with that runners one, and that's just exploded. And our focus is to make sure it's always free. Where we're big on that kind of thing. I think it's pretty easy to end up paying quite a bit for coaching, so we're happy just to help people. Ah, well done. That's great. So are you going to start to put something together for that, like um, on the web or? Uh, we've got a few things in the work. I've yep. got my business analyst girlfriend annabelle and myself and a few other people we've been uh we've been talking with uh, the director of a pro cycling team um and a few other people like that just about building a, a network um across sydney all right so obviously coming back from injury the marathon is is the main aim for you if you had to uh if you could script the next four years of running so what are we into 22 23 24 into paris there yeah. So if you had to script the next four years, mate, how would it look? I guess initially I'd love to make a team next year yeah. um, or a few teams next year and then sort of kick on from there, run at Paris in the marathon um, and get my marathon time down. Also, I guess the other thing for all runners is sort of turning it into a profession. So I think that's the aim for the moment, starting starting to work with uh, Polar um, and, and Oakley. But, yeah talking to a few shoe companies as well so hopefully get something lined up soon uh been talking to one but it involves moving back to america so yeah. i guess that's another another option but i guess the main thing as well is just want to keep enjoying running yeah i think annabelle and myself have built a pretty good lifestyle out of being able to enjoy what we do so obviously being able to pay for it with a as a profession would be one thing but being able to stay true to what we enjoy is the other Definitely, mate. Yep, living the dream, as they say. Yep, and and that little injury can sometimes um, give you a bit of a uh, kick up the backside to make you uh, realise, you know, to appreciate when you're healthy and when you can run. And uh, yeah, it definitely does. I um, like I was saying with with taking things for granted, it, it is so easy when uh, when everything is going in the right direction. Yeah, um, turn a blind eye to a lot of potential issues. Um, I've yeah taken a lot from from my injury. Annabelle's been a good help as well. I guess yeah, build a good network of people that are are going to be there for me over the next few years yeah. in Brad in everyone else. But yeah, I I guess that's my advice to any runners: build your network. There's so many people out there have been through the same thing as as you, no matter what it it may be. So people are always there to help. And so always just got to reach out and make sure you meet new people and, yeah, build a network of people who have your back. No, great advice, mate. Sounds like you're really thinking clearly there. That's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to seeing what's happening with the marathon over the next few years because, you know, you're, 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 you're one of them and a few other guys are starting to show a bit of potential. It's going to... Um, I really think yeah. that Australian record is going to go down the next couple of years. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how fast it actually gets. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if an Aussie runs 206 in the next few years. I mean, Jack and Brett are definitely the two at the top right now. Liam's Liam's running well. Um, Tom DeCano, Ben St. Lawrence. Just, yeah, a lot of guys running at that hand. And so it's it'll be hard to make teams. And I think that's as it as it should be. It should always be um, hard to do because it means it's Australia's going to be as competitive as it can be on the world stage. And it'd be great. And and you know, it's been chatted about many times, but. Uh... Like they did that race out of Penrith, that, that qualified. It'd be yeah. great to have that every year. Um, it's just going to help distance running, yeah. I think it'd be good to bring athletics more into the mainstream, I guess. Yeah, sure. I think a lot of people, uh, runners and non-runners, uh, would be interested in an Olympic trial or for any teams, really. Um, so it'd be good to see that on city streets, televised. That'd be the, that'd be the goal. Yep. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah, the hardest thing is turning these runners in, into personalities and family names. Um a bit of competition but it, it can be done if, if, if you I believe think, in it i think that's the other side of of running as well is building a brand for yourself because it's not one of those sports where you're playing friday night football every week you do have to make content and make things speak for yourself and so i think the better jobs runners do 
um, for themselves, the the bigger the community will grow as well. Well, you're certainly um, setting a good example there, mate. Podcasts are, um, are very, very good. I guess, like, listening to them on runs and just hearing that advice, like, is just good reassurance that everything's going in the right direction. Or Glad that you're, uh, you're back up and moving again. You've got all these goals. You've got still got passion. Honestly, when I did break my foot, I was just like, how am I going to be running pain-free in yeah. six weeks' time? Like, I couldn't actually fathom it until i got out there so it's funny to see how things turn around pretty quickly both good and and for bad and uh, what i always find is i don't realize how chemically dependent you are as a person to running until you stop doing it and then you go for your run and then you get that feeling again you don't get from other things so you can nearly get addicted to the response that running actually gives you and you don't actually realize that until it's gone yeah i um i definitely agree with that it's just such a big part of your day as a runner yeah Uh, i think i think it is also like if you were struggling with motivation or anything like you do have to build your run into your day rather than sort of feel like running's separate to your other daily activities i think if you get sort of everything to work together and you build it into part of your day like it's easiest to do but then i guess also like when you can't do that through injury or, or whatever it's that's where i guess cross training and cycling was something i could i could do Look, I'm going to wrap it up there, mate. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Really appreciate it. Really no, hope uh, everything goes well, mate, in the next, uh, well, this year and next year. Appreciate it. Like you said, it's going to be competitive for those Aussie singlets, but that's what we want. It's uh, a four-day turnaround from the end of uh, Worlds to uh, Birmingham Com Games. So I was thinking there might even be a chance for the 10,000 and the half. Yeah, or, um, yeah, I think you could run definitely the 10K at, at one and pull at the other, but I'll see what I qualify in. Well, just keep doing what you know what to do, mate, and uh, everything else will take care of itself. Thank you. Looking yeah. forward to watching your next video clip, mate. <laughs> I've, I've subscribed, mate, so all the listeners jump on Thanks. subscribe. It's definitely worth the listen and worth the watch, mate. So uh, you're not too bad behind a camera, man. Don't don't cut <laughs> off the locks, mate, because that'll start to become your identity. So if you cut your hair off, no one will watch it anymore. I hope so. That's always keep the on. risk. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ed, looking forward to uh, to seeing how you all go, mate. I might, uh, I might see you at a race one day. Yeah, I'll come to the beach whenever. We'd be keen to hit up Avalon. I'll, I'll be up there soon, actually. So, uh, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll come for a run, but I might have to be on a bike if I'm next to you. But... All right, thanks again, mate. We'll see you Bye-bye. soon. Bye-bye. Cheers. See you, guys.